0: Welcome to the White Hatter Parenting and Online World Podcast. And on this podcast, we're going to be taking a more holistic approach to online safety in an enlightening and not frightening way based upon facts and not fear. We will provide parents, caregivers and educators with real world examples, experiences and evidence based research that will help to keep our kids safer emotionally, psychologically, physically and even socially when they're navigating today's online world. Let's get after it, shall we? Well, welcome everyone. Darren with the White Hatter team, and I'm excited to be your host. And on this podcast, we are going to be talking about parental juvenile, moral panic, and clickbait. Oh my, what is it? And why parents and caregivers should be alive to how these topics can create false narratives specific to the emotional, psychological, physical, and social effects of social media and technology. As always, this episode is not about telling you how to parent your child because you're the parent, not us. This podcast is about bringing to your attention what we've seen to be the best practices when it comes to parenting in today's on-life world. In journalism, there's a maxim known as Bettrich's Law which states, and I quote, any headline that ends in a question mark can usually be answered by the word no, end quote. Here's such a headline that actually appeared in the media last year. Can cell phones cause horns to be grown on the heads of teens? I kid you not. This was a news headline which was virally reported around the world last year, but later rebuked and proven to be false by the reputable research community. Sensational headlines known as clickbait often pose a moral panic question in hopes that readers and content providers will share the content with others to increase its circulation. Why? Because clicks equal advertising revenue. So before we get into the meat and potatoes of this podcast episode, let's define a couple of terms first. So what is Juvenoia? According to sociologist Dr. David Finkelhor, I quote, it's the exaggerated fear or hostility directed by an older generation towards a youth culture that causes a moral panic, end quote. Now, what is a moral panic? According to psychologist Dr. Rachel Coward, and I quote, it's an irrational approach to observable and quantifiable phenomena that can be understood separate from subjective evaluation, end quote. And what is clickbait? Well, according to the Oxford Dictionary, and I quote, it's content whose main purpose is to attract attention and encourage visitors to click on a link to a particular web page end quote. Now, juvenile, moral panic, and clickbait are nothing new and come with a lot of history. Some examples, in 400 BC, the philosopher Plato stated, and I quote, writing will cease to exercise memory because people will not rely on that which is written, end quote. In 1876, the new tech device called a phone was demonized, And in 1889, electricity and the light bulb were seen to be, and I quote, an unrestrained demon, end quote. In 1895, bicycles were believed to cause a health concern known as bicycle face in women. And in 1907, teddy bears, yeah, teddy bears, were labeled by the church as, and I quote, horrible monstrosities, end quote, that'll destroy humanity and that this new toy would ruin young girls developing maternal instincts and lead us to a terrible fate. In the 1920s, researchers found that crossword puzzles were enslaving America, and in the 1930s, psychiatrists believed that radio and even too much reading would ruin the moral fabric of teens. In the 1940s, the medical community believed that some comic books, like Batman and Robin, would promote homosexuality in teens. Then in the 1950s, it was Elvis Presley, The Beatles, rock and roll that would ruin the moral fabric of our kids. And in the 1960s, it was television. Then in the 1980s, it was a board game called Dungeons and Dragons. Remember that game? And today, it's smartphones and video games that are going to ruin the moral fabric of our youth. As psychologist Dr. Audrey stated, and I quote, we're all looking in the wrong direction. The real threat isn't smartphones. It's the campaign of misinformation and the generation of fear amongst parents and educators, end quote. I've actually attached a great resource link that looks at juvenile and moral panic throughout the ages in the podcast description. Here's a great juvenile moral panic-based clickbait headline that went viral online this week that actually spawned this podcast episode. Quote, Research finds smartphone screen exposure may lead to early onset of puberty. Exposure to blue light from use of tablets and smartphones may alter hormone levels in young children, scientists say, end quote. As a result of this headline going viral, I have now seen several special interest groups I would classify as anti-tech, heralding this study as yet another reason why you should not be allowed to have or use technology. However, some interesting thoughts and comments from medical and psychological professionals such as Dr. Amy Orban and Professor Pete Etchells, who have commented about the study that spawned this clickbait headline. Number one, this is a rat study and not a human study. An important distinction. Number two, this study used immature female rats, 21 days old, and exposed them to between 6 to 12 hours of daily intense blue light over an extended period of time until the rats showed first signs of puberty. They didn't really define what those signs were. But it should be noted that the intensity of the blue light used in this study and the time exposure in no way reflects the much lower intensity levels of blue light that come from phone screens or computer screens. Number three, the authors of this study stated, as this is a rat study, we can't be sure that these findings would be replicated in children. But these data suggest that blue light exposure may be considered as a risk factor for early puberty onset. Now, what these researchers forgot to add at the end was a risk factor for early puberty onset in rats and not humans. Number four, psychologist Dr. Amy Orban, a well-respected researcher, stated, the study in rats gives us little to no evidence about what would be found in human children. And number five, there was such an uproar from the actual research community about this headline that the article's author had now has now added at the end of their original headline title, following study in rats, which was not originally there. Research fact. The foundation of all biomedical research is mice. They serve as ideal study subjects for a variety of human diseases because they are prototypical model organisms and their genome is very similar, about 85% to us as humans. However, just because a study finds an effect in mice doesn't indicate it will have the same effect, if any, in people, and press releases frequently fail to draw that distinction effectively. Now, there are emotional, psychological, physical, and social challenges associated with an unbalanced on-life approach to social media use by teens. We speak to many of these challenges and the reputable cited studies that support this fact that parents and teens need to be aware of, which could include issues surrounding problematic internet usage, health and wellness challenges such as obesity and hygiene, eye strain, sleep deprivation challenges, academic and work challenges, access to inappropriate language, behavior, violence, sexism, and racism, cyberbullying, and privacy concerns associated with technology. However, Don't believe all the clickbait, juvenile hype associated with social media and its negative effects on the mental wellness or human development of us as humans as being the cause in the decline in youth mental wellness. Media quotes and news clips aren't credible research. Be cautious of those who use unsighted research quotes and clips to support their position and passing it off as research to support their position, especially when it comes to social media and our kids. Parenting tip. Remember, fear feeds the parental digital divide and some media headlines use this as their hook to get you to click on the link to read the article. As we like to say, let's enlighten and not frighten through facts, not fear. So parents and caregivers, don't let clickbait headlines form your opinion. specific to youth and technology. Read the actual studies being reported on, which we know can be like watching paint to dry for many of our listeners. So instead, turn to reputable resources that will do this for you. This is something that we strive to accomplish here at The White Hatter. Knowledge and the understanding and application of that knowledge is power. And this is what good academic peer-reviewed research can accomplish. As we always say in all our parent and caregiver programs, be your child's best parent and not their best friend when it comes to their online world. There is a difference. However, to do this, parents and caregivers need to educate themselves as well, and that is what this podcast is all about. Remember, parents, you're not alone on this digital journey. We are here to help. Don't forget to check out our website at www.thewhitehatter.ca and our White Hatter Facebook page where there's just a ton of free content to help parents and caregivers parent in today's online world. As well, on our website, we outline all the programs that we offer to schools, families, youth groups, and even businesses when it comes to social media safety and digital literacy. Stay strong, be that mentor and digital sheepdog, and from the White Hatter team, thank you for listening, and until our next podcast, have a great weekend, everyone.